This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This week on Do Did Will, the Story of People podcast, I welcome fellow Crier Media podcast host, Ray Routh. Ray's got a great show on the network called Who's Got Next? He just launched a brand new show called Ray's Got Next, which is a full AI podcast. What does that mean? Well, he's going to have to break it down for you. He's also the director of marketing, media, and community development for Job Skills. And he's also the senior content editor for Compass Magazine. Oh yeah, he writes for Cryer Media as well. He's a massive sports fan, and he's got a great story. This week, it's Ray Routh on Do Did Will. My special guest, Ray Routh. How are you, sir? What's going on? Welcome to the show. I'm good, man. Thank you for having me. We, we finally made it. We finally, <laughs> we finally met. Made it. We finally met. We are on the same uh, network right now uh, called the Cryer Media Network. Um, and every now and again, I like to have some people on the show from the network showcase what they're doing but it is it falls into the story of people podcast and you have got a great story you've got a great uh, podcast called who's got next uh you're the senior editor at uh, job skills compass magazine so uh, lots to talk about lots to get into today heavy on sports uh heavy on motivational speaking there's tons of stuff that we can get into but pleasure to finally meet you it's been a long time <laughs> I've, I've seen you floating around even writing a shit ton of articles for the network uh man well how are you man what's going on uh, you know i'm just living the dream man uh big fan of what you do i really love this new series you're doing i watched the one you Excellent. did with marianne i thought yes marianne right uh yeah yeah i i really like it and i i love this concept i'm a big you know i have um a bit of an indigenous background and it's very big on storytelling and people using their stories and, and and but i've always been that guy that loves to sit there and talk to the old folks and just hear like the stories from the past and yeah i was you know i was saying to my wife not long ago that i'm getting to that age now where like the people who i used to get the stories from they're passing away and they're moving on and the people who are telling the stories like i already know the stories like there's nothing like soon i'm going to be the storyteller like i'm starting to kind of hit those milestones so um but no i dude i, I love it i love the whole concept of this i wish i would have thought of it first and would have stole it from you to be <laughs> i've had it in my brain for uh for a long time uh you know just the premise of because uh, the old show was very very much talking to people about their journey and ultimately i think most podcasts are if we really break it down most podcasts if they're not topical if they're not getting into politics or they're not getting into pop culture like i do with chris machete on live from machete comics it's more you know everyone kind of has these sort of journey stories um so i mean i'm not changing the wheel here but i definitely get a chance to talk to some interesting people so i appreciate uh you know you being interesting and willing to do the show so thanks for that I appreciate it. I will throw out to your audience too if they don't do it. You're a good TikTok follow as well. Um, <laughs> lost a little bit of respect for you when you did the stupid dog trend, but besides that, I was good with it. <laughs> That's a new dog, though. It's a new yeah. dog. Okay. okay. And um, so, like anything, it's a new dog 
and I'm like, I gotta, you know. Plus, it's a mini golden doodle. The dude's ultra cute. It's like, <laughs> let's just put it out there a little bit. But you'll also see, I don't have 45 dog videos out there. I've got a handful. There was a handful that made it to the Insta, but other than that, yeah, you know, I kind of kept it. Kept it a lot of a lot of coffee videos. That's what I like. Well, uh... this that's what started this whole thing. The coffee journey to to find the best coffee in the world. Uh, while I was traveling around and that's when Ray or sorry that's when Dean and myself and Dave Randall all the guys that were kind of involved in the early phases of the of Blundell Network um, like you gotta start talking about about trying to find all the best coffee in the world and I'm like no one wants to listen to 200 episodes on coffee it's just not gonna happen um, so I got about 12 in and then I had to kind of change it up a little bit but the journey for the best coffee in the world still I still do that, and I still post all that stuff. So, yeah, it's yeah. amazing. As a coffee connoisseur, I'm all over it, all over it. Well, that's the best, buddy. I mean, and you know what's funny on that on on the old show, which technically is the same RSS feed, but the <laughs> most downloaded episode I've had of all time was Tim Wendelbo from Oslo, Norway, which is one of the best roasters in the world. And for whatever reason, man, the wave came and literally put the Brenton on tour show on the map. It literally. Like Matt Cundell calls me, goes, something's going on. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, what's going on? He goes, I don't know, something's going on, but man, it's rocketing. And then next thing you know, it was like number one in Norway, and that's where they're from. And it was just a whole funny kind of bit. So coffee brings everyone together. What a so flex! The, I right. love how you just threw that in there, and just like like it was gonna pass by me. Number one in Norway. Look at you. <laughs> no, no, that was for a week. Now it's like. 8,000, but it, it made it there because, you know, Tim has some presence there. And if you ever travel to Norway, you got to go to his place. It's it's amazing. And if you've been a coffee connoisseur, you'll understand my love for the AeroPress and things like that. So it's all oh, good. Um, okay, sir. So we are talking uh, the Story of People podcast. So let's get to it. Ray, what do you do? I do a whole lot, man. Um, you know, for I, I have the podcast, obviously, Who's Got Next?, um, I'm also uh, the marketing director of, of uh, an organization called Job Skills. We're a not-for-profit organization. And in that time and over the last few months, I've launched a media division of Job Skills where we've launched a magazine um, where I'm the senior content editor. And uh, we've just launched Compass, the, the, the digital version called Compass Coordinates where we're putting out uh, daily news, all, all surrounded around community. It's all about building community. Uh, that's, you know, our first episode, our first uh, edition went out in December. Really excited that our next one's coming out on March 1st. Actually, uh, a, a crier uh, patron of ours, Ryan Lindley, will be on the cover. So, yeah, so I'm really just, I'm creating content on a bunch of different platforms. I also work for, uh, actually, my biggest following. It's the one, it's funny, it's the one that uh, the crier never talks about. I work for an app called Newsbreak. Um, you know, I have about 45,000 followers over there. That's sort of my where I really cut my chops. But, uh, yeah, so I'm just, uh, you know, a content creator, marketing director by day. Uh, and I know we're going to get into the will, but or, or did, but, you know, stupidly fell into what I'm doing now. But, yeah, just doing a lot. Got Who's Got Next, which is like a comedy sports show. Uh, it's just four guys that hang around. The concept is basically that you – 
we all show up and we all bring a subject with us, but we don't tell the other guys what we're talking about before we get there. And we kind of yeah. just surprise each other. Um, it's been a great concept. I got a spinoff now called Ray's Got Next, where I interview myself. It's amazing. I use AI technology <laughs> for the That's questions awesome. uh, because, you know, dude, I, I, I put this out on Twitter a couple of weeks ago and I've been trying to figure it out ever since. I said, I didn't want to host a podcast anymore. I wanted to just be a podcast guest. I just wanted to go on somebody else's podcast every night and then put it on my channels. Sure. And then I have figured out how to, you know, you don't have to do the prep. Like, I mean, you brought me on and you're showing, you're asking me all these questions beforehand and asking me for this. Like, I see all the prep you're putting into it. And, um, and I get that. That's what we do is as content creators and podcast hosts, it sucks. So now I have figured out a way using AI technology to interview myself that I don't know the questions ahead of time, but I just, I generate them before and I pop them out and uh, recorded my first episode today. It's going to be out on Monday. I'm really excited. It's called Raise Got Next. How does the AI tech work on Raise Got Next? Like, how does that work? We talked about it yesterday on a, on a company call about yes. bringing AI into the equation to assist on a few things, but how does that AI, how does that work for you? Oh, is like a chat GPT just saying, give me 10 questions about Ray based on uh, what you think you know, or how does it work? So I, I use Jasper. Shout out to Jasper. It's more of a, a content writing piece. It's for people in advertising and marketing using more in content creators on that side than the chat GPT and open AI. That's, that's more of the, the, you know, the, the experimental one and Bill Gates one, but uh, we use Jasper. No. So um, I knew the subject matter I wanted to talk about. So I wrote, uh, give me, podcast questions surrounding this subject and Amazing. it generated five really good questions so i didn't read them i just copied and pasted them right into my banners and i was just popping up my banners and reading them out for the first time on my podcast and then answering them um however i do use some other ai technology at work that actually does voiceovers and i might uh borrow some of the time and uh, actually have the AI ask me the question out loud for my second episode. I, I, I got to figure that it. out. Episode one was the, okay, can I generate questions? And then episode two, uh, my only concern with having to do the AI voiceover is I might actually read the question. I really like that. I wasn't thinking about the answers ahead of time. I knew the subject matter, but the questions like there was a That's question a that I literally, there was a, a question, idea. dude, I literally said, Oh, great question. And I had to think about it, you know, and I was literally, I was interviewing myself. So, yeah, so that's what I'm doing now. So it's I'm really excited about it, and it, and it kind of ties into the where my content is going. So it's really cool. So, uh, but I feel like so it's strictly going to be you, or is it something where you could actually bring me on, bring Dean on, or bring James on, or bring somebody Lachlan on, but also you don't know the questions that the AI is going to ask, and you could be like, all right. Let's talk 10 questions about, um, cause you, oh my God, 10 questions about, you know, uh, cl Canadian classic rock that you could hit Lachlan with or yourself with. And neither one of you know the questions, but I think that's yeah. a great concept, man. Yeah. And I think I could stretch it out a little further. I'm probably going to start the first few by myself, just as I figure out how it can work and how I can, you know, best implement the AI. And I'm telling you right now, I know this is going off topic, but everybody out there who's scared of AI, um, as a content creator and somebody who's in marketing for a living, AI is the greatest invention in the world for us. Ooh, um, mm -hmm, it will mm -hmm. replace jobs. So what I, and it oh. will, I'm sorry, it will. I'm just going to be completely honest. Um, yeah. So I'm telling any young marketer or advertising person out there or someone who's breaking into the field, embrace it and learn how to use it and learn how to be the master at it so that you can walk in and say you're the AI specialist because 
RAI does so much for us from a content perspective for our website and the stuff we do. And uh, when you read the new magazine, um, I'm not going to tell you which articles, but three articles were written by AI. And I don't think and we just incredible. We gave, we gave it a name and you can't tell the difference between my writing and the AI writing. It's, it's what's, phenomenal. What's the premise behind this Job Skills Compass magazine? So there's a funny story behind it. If I could actually tell you the whole story. Absolutely. So I always wanted to launch a media division of, of job skills when I moved into the role. I've only been in the role for about a year now. Um, I've been working for the organization for eight years, but I wanted to launch a media side because, I, you know, I've been involved with Cryer. I've been involved in, you know, in my past with, with Sportscaster and that kind of thing. And I wanted to launch this media division. But so we were going to just do podcasts and YouTube and, you know, maybe write some blogs and just, you know, the things that I've done in the past, all the digital side of things. We had a newsletter that went out monthly. And we would mail it out through, you know, MailChimp and, and we put a lot of work into this newsletter. It already existed when I got there. And I asked my staff about three months into taking the position. I said, can you give me the stats for MailChimp? Because it'll tell you how many people opened it and this and that. And we were sending it out to 1600 people and it was getting opened eight times. And I said, there was a lot of effort going into this newsletter by my team that nobody was reading. I said, like, this really seems like a lot of wasted effort. So we started, you know, spitballing one day about the different things we could do to to change it, uh, to, to, you know, get people to open our newsletter. An idea that I had, because so our newsletter was called Compass. And an idea that I had was, let's call it Compass Magazine. And then people uh -huh. may want to open it because it's a magazine. So um, I went to a senior management meeting uh, every week, every Monday. We have a senior management meeting, and each division kind of just, you know, updates all the directors and our, our, you know, our CEO. We update what we're doing in our divisions. And I said, oh, I said, we're changing the name of the newsletter. We're changing it to Compass Magazine. And I explained why. And I walked out of that meeting an hour later, and we were producing our own magazine. We were getting rid of the newsletter <laughs> altogether, and we were That's doing so a magazine. Um, and, you know, with that magazine, uh, so being a digital guy, you know, I said this was probably like the beginning of October. So my boss says, when do you think we could have the first edition out? And I said, oh, beginning of December, because I didn't take print into consideration. Right. Yeah. Like because with digital, you just you have a date and you finish it by that date. Right. Yeah. So she says, great. So she tells the board. Right. It's going to be out by, you know, December 1st. So I go tell my team and I go to the marketing, you know, my marketing manager. And I'm like, hey, great news. We're going to do this magazine. And the team was actually really excited. They're like, this is a really cool idea. And they go, I said, yeah, so we're going to have it out for December 1st. And she looked at me and said, Ray, that's we got to get it to the printer by like this day. Like you've given us 33 days. So that first edition, yeah. we we completely from scratch put together in 33 days. So it's Jeez. really just. Um, it's an amazing story. It went from trying to change the name of the newsletter to turning into a magazine to flipping over a magazine in, in 30 days. And, um, you know, we made a lot of mistakes. It was our first one. We're really excited about our second edition because it looks almost like a completely different magazine. It looks like we're really, really proud of the product that's going to be out on March 1st. How many is it like a big kind of magazine that's available to everywhere? Like it's going like to chapters or Indigo or any of these, or it's just so like it's it's like a free stuff. magazine. So it's York Region and Peel. You can find okay. it at any of the libraries in York Region, any of the libraries in Peel. Um, all of our offices, we have nine locations across those regions. You can find them there. We have them at different businesses. Um, the first one was really successful. Our one of our you know uh, outreach people who's a distributor of the magazine he gets calls weekly that they've run out and they need more. Like we gave away, so we put out 24,000 printed copies and every single one oh, is wow. gone. gone. Um, 
and then we had an additional uh, 16,000 or 1,600 downloads of the digital version of it. So there is a digital version. Uh, you can go to jobskills.org slash compass coordinates, and there's a there's a uh, right when you get to the top of the page, there's a, a you know it says download the newest edition, and we'll have the newest edition up there. So yeah, it's really cool. So it's um it's been an expensive uh, branding um exercise which is really what this is uh, from a marketing term it's been a very expensive um marketing exercise however uh because of the success we've had yeah there it is. there's a second one with ryan lindley on it really really excited um but with the success we had and if we can continue the success with the second one and um i can't say who because we want to keep it a surprise but for our june sure. edition and september edition uh, our June edition, we have, um, I'll just say he'll be there in his uniform. He'll be on the front cover nice. um, in his jersey. And on for our September edition, we actually have a Juno winning uh, country music star who's going to be on the cover, who's going to be doing a spread for us and doing a video podcast. So we've we finally started like booking a couple of notable people uh, to be on. Not that Ryan's not notable. I love Ryan. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, um, what's the pre- what's the premise? Be- the job skills compass yeah. magazine itself, though, inside it's sort of like a career advice, or it's, it's just like everything. More of a, it's so everything, right? When we decided to do it, I decided that I didn't want it just to be an employment heavy, all about job skills, right? I said no yeah, one's yeah. going to read it. Um, so we we have everything in there. So we do have there, like I mean, there's like four or five you know incredible pieces that that were written. Um, by some of our, our staff about, you know, different ways you can, um, you know, find jobs and all the, you know, beating ATS, you know, all that kind of thing. I did um, a pretty big piece on uh, cleansing your social media footprint and some of the other you know, do's and don'ts and how it can hurt you. And, you know, being somebody nice. because of what I do who has a huge digital footprint, there are things out there that I know people can find which aren't, you know, the greatest light, especially if you're looking for a job. But then we have, um, we have an interior designer on staff and she put in, you know, for the second article or magazine in Rona, she did a really good interior designer one. Um, being a spring magazine, uh, uh, I did a baseball article just about, nice. you know, how it's baseball time. We've got a, a garden thing ryan guy was a really good barbecue recipe we have two other spring recipes um it's really just community we wanted it to have something for everybody um there's a couple of surprise pieces in there we'll keep uh we are also really big on equity uh diversity and inclusion at job skills we have a whole committee that that works on it i'm a part of the working groups um and we have two what we call we call it edi we have two edi stories in there from people who share their experience um of you know immigrating to canada and living with you know you know living as as a non-caucasian in canada and and some of the things and some really impactful stories that first um magazine you put up which was the green one which our first edition uh it's there's an article in there called call me mina that was uh, one of our senior managers he's the director of newcomer services i've known him for seven years as jeff and in September of this year, he reclaimed his African name of Mina uh-huh. and wrote a just so we gave him the the he was the centerfold story and it's just an amazing story of his journey of why he went and reclaimed his name and the history behind it. So we try to really put like impactful pieces in there. We don't want any fluff. We want people to really get something out of the magazine, and we try to put something for everybody. Is it still uh, <clears throat> worth it to do print? So I didn't think so until we did it and we saw how popular it was. Interesting. Oh, people um, like to hold things. I mean, I like to hold a book still. I don't I do not do you know any of the online digital book reading things. I actually want to physically hold a book and I'll still buy the occasional magazine. 
to to leaf through it, but uh, it is going by. It is kind of going away. It's, so, but but I have a sixteen year old daughter. Yeah, and books and thrift stores and having things in your hands is back amongst the young oh, yeah. kids. Yeah. And I was talking to another friend of mine, another marketer. We were just having a conversation going back and forth about um, youth advertising and how we're advertising a youth. And what we've realized is, is the Gen Zs, because I'm a millennial. If you go by age, I'm on the, like I just hit the, I, I was between that Gen X and millennial age, but I'd be in okay. the millennial piece. That's like um, a 40, 42 year old. Is that a uh, no, I'm 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 in my I'm in my mid thirties, so I okay. just hit so like right a, on the cusp there, yeah. right on that okay. cusp All of right. it. Um, <clears throat> and uh, we were chatting, and he says, you know, like we really, he said, millennials, we really fought against Gen X. Gen X was really, you know, the old school, you know, blah blah blah. He's like, we were like, we were the ones like embrace technology. Ah, oh, you're old, you don't get yeah. it, and social media, like that was our generation. He goes, it was all invented by Gen Xers, but you know, we embraced it. He said. The now the disease, he said, are rebelling against us because like I'm a millennial and I got a 17 year old, right? Yeah. So it's like they're rebelling against us. They're like, oh, you guys are all about your phones and technology. Yeah, I want yeah. a book. I want this. I want that. And they're like going records and vinyl are are, are mm -hmm. huge in amongst that age group, right? So they're but almost think about think backwards. about what we. I mean, we. I I'm 47 in a couple of days. I'm like you know, um, came through the what I've deemed, you know, I'm not the, the boomer on the porch, but I'm like, I, we definitely got the best time in movies. You know, we got the you best did. time and in, in, in all that stuff. But um, I just watched the new Jim Jeffries thing on Netflix and uh, they were going, he was going on about um, how everyone's coming after Gen X and the millennials are coming after Gen X, but it's actually, and like Greta is coming after Gen X, but it's actually before us. And it's something as simple as the generation before us had the biggest boom in uh, technology. I mean, as far as between 19, what, 1950 and the 2000, the 2000, it was like the, it, you know, the world exploded, but they didn't put hinges to keep lids on their garbage cans in the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, exactly. And he goes, you know, buzz, uh, what the, the team that went to the moon, it's like they went to the moon, but they still had to carry their luggage because they didn't have wheels on it yet. Yeah. So that generation screwed it for everybody, actually. And it was us that <laughs> fixed it. And then now everyone's rebelling against it. was just funny. So that's a funny, that's a yeah. funny one, dude. So uh all right, who's got next? Uh Compass. There's a, a the whole journey that's in there. So um, how did you do it, man? Um, yeah. So um so I originally I was a social worker. That was my 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 gig for about 15 years. Um, you know, I uh, I worked in the prisons at first as a, as a, as a correctional officer. And then I was at a halfway house and at the halfway house, I really realized like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be a guard. I really wanted to help people and I ended up uh, leaving and I, I started working at a homeless shelter. And anyways, went to school, got what I needed again. I was a social worker for 15 years. And then in 2017, I should put out there, I've always wanted to be famous. Like, okay. like I, I'm one okay. I, and I, I'm fully admit that like, I always wanted to be famous. Like since I was a little kid, where did that come? Let's get into hold on, let's get into the minutia. Where yeah. did that where did that come from? Uh I think someone would be a rock star. That was my right. big thing, right? There like you I, go. you know, I'm a guitar player, I have my guitars. I always imagined just, you know, winning a Grammy and playing in front of people, living the rock and roll lifestyle, you know. Um I'm still that guy that drives in my car and you know, when Meatloaf comes on, you know, um uh I do anything for love, right? I'm driving down, you know, the 
gods of sex and drugs and rock. I'm screaming <laughs> that out my window. Uh, I'm that guy. I wanted to be a rock star. So I always wanted to be famous. Um, so in 2017, I actually just started a YouTube channel. It was called Ray Route. Yeah. Which is funny, full circle. That's what my YouTube channel is called now, but it was called Ray Route. And it was a variety channel. So I did like a vlog. Um, I did some motivational stuff and then I created this comedy character. It was this guy named Donnie O'Donnell and I'm a new England Patriots fan. Okay. And Donnie O'Donnell was this arrogant. So what I did was, is, you know, so as a Patriots fan, you get the, the list, right? People, you're arrogant, you're self-absorbed, you know, you guys are cheaters, you guys are this, you guys are that. So one day I made a whole list and I created this character, Donnie he was from Boston and I was just, I was that guy. You know what I mean? Colors. Like, yeah. like, you know, Spygate and deflate, stop talking about Tom Brady's balls. And, and this character just developed. So anyway, so I was doing this variety channel and nobody cared about anything I was doing. But this Donnie O'Donnell character, this is kind of like all of a sudden, you know, my subscribership's going up, my likes are going up. But the only, you know, my Donnie O'Donnell videos are coming out once a week have, you know, seven, eight, nine hundred views and everything else has like three. Right. So no I realized, way. OK, this is what it is. So I dropped yeah. the variety thing. And Donnie's gig was Donnie would always what Donnie did was he did these open letters to Patriots fans. So he'd be like, dear Pat's nation, it's your boy, Donnie O'Donnell. You're welcome. You know what I mean? And we and we and I would do this just ridiculous like Tom Brady's got the bluest eyes in the NFL. And that's why nobody wants to mess with him. Like it was just it was ridiculous. Um, but it caught on. And then. I guess in between the nonsense, people could hear that I actually understood what I was talking about and I actually right. knew football. So then my comments started changing and it started saying like, hey, dude, like, why don't you drop this, you know, the bad Boston accent and just like start actually talking about football. So uh, one day as I do on a whim, no setup, no nothing. I just changed. Didn't explain to anybody that, you know, why my name is Ray or what Donnie was or I yeah. just I just started talking football. Um, anyways, I, I kind of, you know, I, I kind of blew up. It was, it was really cool. I kind of blew up and, um, you know, got a few thousand subscribers. I signed on to a, a company called Sportscaster. I was their lead uh, NFL anchor on there. Um, you know, and then I went, um, worked for a company called Halftime and then Colorcast. And, uh, when we were on Sportscaster, they hooked me up with my boy Connor, who's one of my co-hosts on Who's Got Next. And we did a show Monday to Friday. And my channel at this point was now called Dear Pats Nation. Right. And yeah. Um, yeah. and he had a, a really popular podcast called Connor Commentary. And we're both kind of comedians. We both like sports. He's like he's from Massachusetts. He's and he's got like the the mass accent. Like it's ridiculous. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like the Canadian Boston fan. And uh, they put us together and they combined our shows and we became DPN commentary. Uh, we were averaging about, uh, so sportscasters was all live streaming. So we would live stream and whatever. We were averaging about 15 to 20,000 live streams a night, Monday through Amazing. Friday. We were, we were banging. Um, anyway, sportscaster went broke and they couldn't afford us anymore. We signed, uh, and I, I love telling the story out loud. We signed a huge deal with them in October of 2020. Um, like, I mean, a huge, massive deal. We became a featured podcast. Like, they, like we signed a define, massive deal. Define huge deal. Without, I'm not getting too personal, but what does that mean in the world of podcasting slash uh, online video content? What is huge deal? Guaranteed mean? monthly money in the thousands. So right. no revenue share, no nothing. Wow. Um, more money than we were earning on any of our other sort of revenue streams. No, you know what I mean. And then, and then we got to cut a sponsorship, and we knew we had sponsorship coming in. I'll talk the numbers. I'm okay with it. Um, we were both looking at about, at that point, you know, about three grand a month each American. 
So Amazing. for me, being in Canada, I mean, that money's fantastic, right? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- that's almost matching what I'm making here, <laughs> you know, in my regular job. So it's it was a massive contract. Um, they invested a lot of money into us. They brought in a voiceover artist and got us our own slug. Like so, we think like, oh wow, we're blowing up. This is October of 2020. Three days before Christmas, we got our notice that they were letting us go. <laughs> because they were going bank they were going under is that the yeah idea? um so they were a bank who else was they- on there who else was on there with you hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, so I'm like, like Adam Armbreich, this guy, Adam Armbreich was there. He kind of, um, you know, he should be very famous somewhere. He's a really great guy. Another guy named Lawrence Owen was there. Um, actually Dean Blundell was on Sportscaster for a little bit before I knew Dean Blundell. I remember that. Um, I remember that. Yeah. We were just on there for a bit. Um, another guy named Keith McPherson. He's now a radio host in, uh, in uh in new york so all of us have moved on to new networks like adam's with the locked on network uh, covering the nets lawrence is with the believe network i believe covering the uh indianapolis colts um so we all of us who were a part of that group and then connor and i we went out on our own signed with Newsbreak. we were supposed to join the dean yeah. blundell network and then he unfortunately couldn't keep he got a new job and couldn't keep up with the commitments and had to leave the show and i went on solo um but yeah, so they we all got these kind of big massive deals and then and then we all got fired. <laughs> um, you know, we get three months notice and what and, is this uh, terrestrial radio, Ray? What is this? Yes, yeah. So um so Connor and I decided to stay together after we got let go from Sportscaster and yeah. uh we started our own YouTube. Well, we went back to my YouTube page, which was dead because we were on uh my deal was exclusive. I wasn't allowed to stream anywhere else. Um we went back to my YouTube page, we changed our name to Dear Pats Nation. Uh, we got up to like 18,000 subscribers or something like that pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And um, so we had a Patreon and uh, we would do like an exclusive Patreon once a week and we do a hangout. We had like 70 people signed up to that. You know what I mean? Like, so we had the, we were doing really, really well. And then again, we hit Newsbreak, which, um, you know, we blew up on Newsbreak. Like I mm-hmm. said, we got to 40,000 really quickly. And so, you know, we, we, we kind of did that and, and it all started as a joke. It all started with me just having a variety channel and this character that I, you know, I picked up and then I signed on with the Blundell Network in uh, 2021, in November of 2021. And, you know, and then obviously we, we became Cryer Media. Yeah. Uh, I was a sports director for a few months, but um, I have a full time job that's, very, you know, and I'm running a, a media company of my own <laughs> on the other side on yeah. top of, you know, being the director of marketing. I was burning the candles from both ends. So. Had to let it go. So that's what I'm doing. So now I have the who's got next, uh, Ray's got next, and it all, you know, came to be. Um, 
it just you know and um and the reason but the whole thing is what i do now is with you know compass magazine and i've just just being a senior manager that's in charge of the marketing team i never went to school for marketing this is all because of what i've done in the digital world isn't that when funny the, how that when, works yeah it's the position so became available i've yeah. been with the company a long time and they approached me and said hey like you know our digital presence has always been very small and you have a lot of really good ideas we know you're really creative we've seen what you did online which scared the hell out of me because if anybody watches my content it used to be very rough <laughs> Um, they're like, no, but you know, we want you to bring that to us. And, you know, and so I ended up now as a senior manager where I make, you know, pretty decent money and, and I get to do what I was scraping with, as you know, in the digital content world, you're always scraping, you know, I'm now making a guaranteed salary doing what I love with the backing of an organization who's investing in my ideas. So yeah, really just, just the really, you know, my life story, when we really get into it has so many hills, and twists and turns and if you would have asked me six months ago do you see yourself where you are now i would have said no uh my life was really fast uh really really fast but as you'll hear on my podcast the money i raise got next is i'm a very driven person i can't wait to hear this show i mean i love this concept that you're that you've done here with the um with the ai because it's actually something um i want to try to incorporate a little bit into this because i do have another uh, uh you know another sh- another part of this show that i do on sundays uh that is like a bedtime story that's yes. called uh, sunday night story time and i had ryan come on and do a, a good thing about uh, anthony bourdain and and uh, we did one about the foos and i've got a couple more people coming on uh same premise as uh, was you were talking about with uh, who's got next as far as i don't want to know the subject matter so whoever's coming on to tell that story are coming on with a story that i might not know anything about so it kind of but it also opens itself up to AI and having like a Sunday night story time AI based on, you know, the, the, something that they, they generate. And I, I, I think that you're going to see a lot of podcasts go down that road where it's going to be hard to decipher between human AI and, you know, that side of it, which takes a bit of the fun out of it, but also adds some fun too. So, but there's still a human element though. Right. And this is why I tell people, don't be scared of AI because you still need the creative juices to AI is not creative on its own. AI becomes creative based on what you tell AI to do. Um, I was messing around with with uh, with OpenAI or ChatGPT, and I I interviewed it as if I was interviewing it for a, for a magazine article, or and I just you know, and I was doing follow up questions, and I did I had a blast. I almost published it on Blondell because it like it looked like this, and I was going to say that I interviewed, I was going to make up a name. And just like say, look at this interview I did, um, and I was doing it about the history of World War II, and I was asking mm. very pointed follow up questions, thinking, okay, they're never going to have an answer, and they were having these answers. And when I was looking, when I, you know, I had to do a lot of research after, and it was true. There's still a creative side to it, and that's why I say to people, don't yeah. don't be scared of it, and especially if you're in what we do, whether it's you know content creators or if you're in the marketing world, I happen to be in both. Like embrace it and become the expert that tells that AI like how to be creative. Mm-hmm. I have got a, uh, you know, one of the things about this show is obviously the story of people. I love the story of people. I love their journeys. I'm already hooked on your journey, Ray. We can talk for three hours, but I, you know, I, there's so many ways that we can, that someone's journey takes them. We've all missed rents. We've all slept on friends' couches to get to our version of a dream job or et cetera, et cetera. Um, but one of the things that I noticed lately too, is that you've been putting out a lot more motivational videos. Um, and you had mentioned, uh, potentially taking some things, 
to, to that area. I'm going to show a quick video, a quick clip from your Twitter uh, before you burned everything down and there's nothing left. So this is the only one I could pull off. Uh, we're going to get into this and then we'll dive into it. But this is this sounds like a new ray. Stand by. Battling stress in the workplace? Don't worry, you're not alone. It's important to take time and manage your stress levels at work and make sure that they don't spiral out of control. Whether it's finding a moment of peace with a cup of coffee or taking an early lunch break for some fresh air, make sure you step away from work when you need it. A bit of self-care and relaxation can help you stay productive and clear your head. Brilliant. <laughs> How about that? Was that something? Brilliant. Brilliant. And I, you know, I... I I just think it, it, it's funny because the the world is loaded with like these sort of like motivational things that come out and people are like, oh, what, what's that? Or what, you know, the, but everyone grabs them from time to time and makes them their own or they turn them into their own thing. And I'm a big proponent of, of, you know, motivating people to achieve their goals and achieve uh, their ultimate end game because there's a lot of miserable people in the world. There's a lot of people that just have, for whatever reason, they've decided to not uh, go for it or they've decided to to just kind of, you know, because of their circumstance, they're a little bit like, you know, they're a little bit kind of stuck. Um, I saw this yesterday. I think you get a kick out of this and I put it up on my Insta, but that's uh, inspire to inspire others and the universe will take note. And that's sort of just around the corner from me. And uh, I noticed it and I'm like, that's just, a, it's a good piece. So I grabbed it, threw it on Insta and it, and it did pretty well. So tell me about Motivational Ray. Uh, and I guess it leads to my question of what will you do next? You know, Motivational Ray is more the real Ray than the sports Ray that everybody knows. Um, people in my personal life, uh, including a couple of guys on the network that we work for, know that I actually hate being the sports guy. I've been trying to change my image from being the sports guy for a long time. Um, I do sports and I've made my career in this content world um, with sports because that's what hit on my YouTube channel, as I was explaining before. And mm -hmm. with my... <sighs> With my drive at the time, I'm no longer like this, but at my drive at the time to be famous, I thought, oh, maybe I can be famous doing sports, which big mistake, by the way, people, it just doesn't you know, pick something else. Mm -hmm. But the whole like motivational thing, um, that's who I really am as a person. I mean, I again, I, I, I dedicated 15 years of my career to social work um i have um, a mother who well, a lot of everybody does but my mother it was um is bipolar manic depressive and she's you know was forced into retirement in her 30s from a you know a really good job and i <clears throat> watched her um especially in the early 2000s um deal with the stigma of mental health and then you know spend months at a time in a in a, in a psych ward because that was still very the early days of you know, medication. And that's when they would take cocktails. And I wanted to dedicate myself to helping people and addiction runs through my family. And, and I dealt with addiction when I was younger and, and have been clean for, for many, many years, like, you know, 18 years, 17 years now. Thank uh, thank you. Clean. Um, and so I think that, you know, that's always been who I am. I've always wanted to motivate people in my own fun way, though. I still have my personality. I wear my sunglasses. I still have my own personality. I don't want to be Tony Robbins. And I think for me, I think one of the things that people have, have uh, you know, as I toot my own horn here, because I'm very crass. Um, but as I, you know, I think one of the things that, that 
attracts me to people is I'm very authentic. Like you and I just had a conversation off air and it's the same conversation we're having on air, right? Like mm -hmm. it's, there's, you know, I, my on air personality is me times 10. I put a little bit of entertainment value to it, but uh, that's who I am. That whole motivational piece, that whole wanting to move people through, um, dedicating to bettering yourself. And, and again, you'll see on Monday and, and I do hope you watch, hope everybody watches. Can't like, wait to watch it, man. You know, Can't wait I, to watch it. I, I talked about uh, this one, this one question. It was all the whole, the whole episode is about motivation. And I asked the AI asked me one question and I kind of turned around and said like, listen, I'm very insecure. I know I come across as this very secure person, but I have the same insecurities as everybody else. Um, so this is who I am. Like, and, and so crier has brought on a whole bunch of sports guys. Cause there was a time, right. That, I was the sports guy absolutely on the network. There was nobody yep. else. So I kind of had to carry it, but now they've brought on all these sports guys who are contributing great pieces on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the, the, the higher ups of, of the network have always kind of given me a little bit of carte blanche with my, you know, what I do and will let me twist and turn. You know, I came on as the football guy. Then I became the all sports guy. Then I became the soccer guy for a while. And, you know, but I've always yeah. been sports, but, um, I really am starting to push my content over more to the motivational piece, the employment piece. Um, you know, one of our colleagues, Army Chris, he loves it. I get messages from him all the time about my employment stuff. Um, I want to get into, you know, PTSD with soldiers. I used to work with soldiers uh, returning and working them to get into work. So I want to get more into that kind of subject matter. And then who's got next on Wednesday will be my one hour a week to just be a big dumb sports fan and have our conversation conversation yeah and just you know because i still want to have fun but um i you know i always said i'd stop doing content when it stopped being fun you know what i mean like because this has to be fun and i don't make enough money to to, to fight it to keep grinding um and then you know you do it i think i'm on year six now or whatever you know you, you grind and grind and grind and you get to yeah. to a point and you know at some point you realize like this is where i am i am and i can accept it you know what i mean like it, it's i've kind of hit my plateau of like okay are you still are you still interested in being famous or would you rather be no. would you rather uh have your your page pages or your message actually you know inspire people when you you know people message you afterwards going i found your page it saved my life etc etc is that a better place to be than than 100%. just having a yeah a, a bigger youtube page about um, that my my whole famous thing changed during covid and um i'll tell you what really kind of changed my attitude um i just never really found the opportunity to make the switch and now i have uh, because I still like money. Like, I'm not going to lie to people. You know what I mean? So it's, it's to take a massive risk and, and change your, your subject matter. I just happen to be in a position in my life now that I can take this risk and know I'm giving up money on the back end to hopefully kind of supplement on the front end. But sure. during COVID, um, especially the very, very early, I mean, they put us together on Sportscaster for DPN commentary at the end of April in 2020. So you're talking, I believe that, or no, sorry, yeah, beginning of April. I was on Sportscaster. I broke on Sportscaster. The NBA shutting down, uh, oh, yeah. and the game and the game being canceled. Right, and um, when when Rudy Gruber got got you know tested positive, um, and then we got to carry this sports show in April when there's no sports on. 
right? Like it's it was stupid. I was doing play by play for they had me doing play by play for Madden simulations, which I stopped showing up. It's the first time in my life I've ever like <laughs> nagged on something I was getting paid for. Listen, I had to change the old show from Brenton on tour to Brenton not on tour. And then yeah, I, had to well, change, yeah. I had to change the the format and bring everyone in that I could to talk about everything. You know, it's almost an early rendition of this show. But, yeah, you know. but what really hit me was, so, I mean, so we were doing sports, but we were doing everything. Like, we were doing segment Karen of the day. You know what I mean? Like, we were finding videos. Like, yeah, we, yeah, were, yeah. We, were, we were struggling for content. You know, we had to do an hour every night. But then <laughs> I got an email from somebody, and it was a doctor. And he he sent it to me when I shared it with Connor and we both were like, wow. And then we got more and we got more and we were getting messages from first responders, from nurses, doctors, you know, f- policemen, firemen, fire people, sorry, firefighters and thanking us because the one thing we never did is we, we refused to talk politics and we refused to talk about world COVID events and, and covid yeah. like it was like you know we're gonna just you know we're gonna talk about idiots and i think talking about karens are, are is not political you just they're like morons right yeah. um and we started get we became the escape and i remember him and i having a meeting and you know just to talk about what we're going to be doing the next week and we're reading these emails and we just got tons of them and i kind of looked at him i said do you understand the responsibility that we now hold And he's like, I'm like, someone's coming off a 16 hour shift at a hospital and they're depending on our replay of our live show to, you know, entertain them for an hour and distract them from this really crappy life. And I apologize, I swore there, I apologize, but this really crappy (laughs) life that they're going through at this moment, you know, because we're here complaining that we're stuck in our basements. They're facing this thing head on and watching people die. And we took that responsibility so serious, knowing who was watching our show and the comments and the thank yous, you know, when you're doing a sports show where you're talking about Karen of the day and you're talking about all this other stuff and people are thanking you, you know what I mean? Like, just thanks for the laugh. Thank you for the distraction. Uh, we knew that people's mental health, I mean, I saw with my own clients that I was working with, people's mental health was at all-time lows, especially when lockdown first came. And we became a distraction. The messages that we got from people who either were were dealing with mental health issues, dealing with loneliness, or were first responders yeah, who were watching our show and just being entertained by it and laughing with us and knowing that we weren't, you know, talking about anything serious – that's when who I am and where I'm going to go became so much less important to who I am right now in the moment and who I'm doing it for. I'd rather my new channel has 78 subscribers. And if all 78 of those people watch my show on Monday and they feel motivated to go out and maybe face some of their fears, because we will get into fear and face some of their fears and, and, you know, go for an objective and nobody else watches it. Nobody else subscribes. I don't care because I, if I get a thank you, um, I don't even need a thank you. I just hope it helps somebody. You know what I mean? I've realized the power of my platform. Um, and even though my, you know, my new channel might not have a lot of subscribers, we know what I can do. I, I gave it to the, you know, I, it's public knowledge. Now I talked about it on my show too. my acquire yeah. media YouTube channel. That is like, I think 18,000 subscribers. That was mine. We had 20 when, when you gave it over, you know, I know I can build a following and I'm not saying this arrogantly. Like I know I can build a following. Um, it's not a concern of mine, but, 
because I know what I have and I know what I have on Newsbreak and I know what I have on Twitter and all these other places, I also understand that I have a platform. And I believe when we have a platform like you do with this with this channel or with the sorry with this show and the people you bring on and being number one in Norway, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> for one week, it doesn't matter. You were number years one ago. in Norway. I never <laughs> stopped flexing that. That would be that would be in my my Twitter profile. Mm. Um, you know what's funny though? I actually, um, in, a, in a funny gag, Matt Cundell from the network who runs Sound Off, we did a bit of a once over on on the old show, coming into this show, and he's and he's looking through the stats and the way Matt is, he's like, yeah. oh wow, you're really big in India. Oh wow, you're really like it was just this funny thing, and I was just in India uh, a couple weeks ago, and I was like, should I, I should. Maybe I should do like a India. I'm coming in, but I didn't. That was just a funny kind of gag. Wouldn't Dude, that be funny? You know what I mean? So. My biggest audience is India. It's unbelievable. I never knew there were yeah. such big football fans there. I love oh, it. It's it's a it's a whole <laughs> thing, man. It's just you know, a third of the world's population is in eight yeah. blocks, right? So <laughs> yeah. it's just crazy. I was just there. But uh, yeah. yeah. So I mean, anyways, was... just to finish my point, and then I'll I'll stop over taking over your show. No, um, that's great, buddy. That's what we're here for. We have a platform. You know, and I'm not saying that everybody needs to stand up and use their platform. But for me, it's like I'm going to I, I still have who's got next. It's still fun for me. And yeah. I'm going to be just banging that out every Wednesday. And we're going to talk about nonsense. But um, because I like to help people, because I like to give people advice, because I like to talk, you know, all that kind of thing. I want to use my platform, especially Twitter. I got very, during COVID, I became very negative on Twitter. Um, and then it never really went away. You know what I mean? And I'm not sure. from a political standpoint, because as everybody knows. Yeah, I mean, you just most... get angry on there, man. There's so many, there's such yes. shittiness on there. I put a tweet out the other day about snakes falling through someone's ceiling, which was the most horrifying thing I ever said. And I got called a liberal and told to move to China. And I was like, me? Like the I, most, a, I'm the most apolitical person on the network. I don't vote. You know what I mean? Like, I got into it with somebody that was ripping Blundell, and and I was like, all right. And they were posting the old articles, and I'm like, I'm like, can you post something new? Because that was a long time ago, and he's not that guy. And I'm like, what am I arguing with this guy for? And he's like, blah, 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 da, 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 da. and I'm like, you know what? Did you don't care? Biggest podcast you, network in the in the nation. So uh, uh, back to your cottage i guess i don't know did Dude, you see like, my exchange there a couple weeks ago it went really big with crier but so the way i'm dealing with those kind of trolls now is so him and blundell are going back and forth and then i jumped in and i asked him what his favorite tom hanks movie was <laughs> <laughs> and then he got off and called me a lib this and a lib that and well, I responded. and i was yeah. just asking him the dumbest questions back like something like totally unrelated and that's who i always was i never used yeah. to get mad on twitter and i became kind of a you know kind of a a prick on, on there and yeah. i started swearing more and i used to oh my god man during lockdown i, I tweeted at doug ford and christine elliott 40 times a day like i almost want to <laughs> meet them and apologize to them in person like i listen it doesn't even matter like the things yeah. i said i shouldn't have said they were just so rude um i don't care who you are i'm not going to call you fat and i was calling people fat like i was just doing things that i don't do in life sure. um so i'm really trying to bring my twitter account too and you probably see it by some of my stuff i'm trying to bring it to a more positive place i'm trying to put more positive yeah. stuff out um and just back to who ray is because ray's just like and i'm talking to myself in third person but i'm just a happy guy who likes to help people and then every once in a while i like to talk sports you know well it's uh i can tell you number one i've been trying to talk to you for a long time and uh you know watching this show the, you know your appearances on the show and, and just your contributions to the network leading in 
like I got to talk to Ray. And, you know, part of this new launch for me was being able to talk to people like yourself. So this has been great because I like to, the story of people and I like talking to different kinds of people. In fact, I haven't had one person from my industry on the show yet, which is ironic considering, you know, it was pretty loaded before. But uh, these stories are just as interesting to me. Motivationally, I'm a huge proponent of of um, the happiness equation. I'm a very huge, you know, the, the book of Leica, um, you know, things like that. The happiest people in the world. How do the happy, happiest people in the world live? I think it's an amazing space to be in. I, too, I'm four years sober myself. And so I, I find that there are, you know, there is a community there. Um, but if it's done wrong, it's like it's no different than yelling political shit or this or that. If it's done right, you have an opportunity to change lives. So. Ray, number one, thank you for the time today. I really appreciate it. Uh, there is a ton of layers to you that I can tell that we haven't even really dove into fully yet. But you got the pod. Uh, you've got a brand new pod called, called Ray's Got Next as well. You've got the magazine, everything else you're doing, plus you're building and helping Cryer build a brand. You're building a brand new brand. You're doing a ton of things. So you are the perfect candidate for this week's edition of Do Did Will. You also release on Wednesdays. So we are Wednesday Buddies. Uh, on the network on Cryer Media, which is awesome. Uh, before I let you go, where can people find you online and all that fun stuff? Yeah, I, I previously spent half my day on Twitter, so follow me there at DPN underscore Ray. Come give me a follow. I'll follow you back if I don't. Remind me to. It takes me a while, but I will. Follow, I'll follow you back. Let's have a nice, positive, fun exchange. Talk smack to me as long as I know it's a we're fooling around. It's all good. Uh, find me on my YouTube page. It's Ray Rout, R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H. Um, again, I got like one video up there right now, but it's going to be filled up with stuff. I did some recording today. Uh, follow me on Instagram at DPN underscore Ray Rout because someone stole DPN underscore Ray. really irritated me. And uh, I'm on TikTok, which is DPN underscore Ray, which, again, is, is kind of cleansed, but it will be getting built back up. I'm resetting the algorithm. So yes. uh, you'll be able to find me on... Those are, those are the three um, uh, you can find me on. Of course, on Cryer Media, um, I try to post at least three or four times a week. And then, uh, again, I have my, my podcast, Who's Got Next? You can find Ray's Got Next on the same uh, the same channel. And uh, we release every Wednesday and, and uh, Ray's Got Next every Monday. So I can't wait for Ray's Got Next. I can't wait for Ray's Got Next. I'm a sports guy, too. But, uh, but uh, I also, you know, we're inundated with so many different pods and everyone's got sports opinions and this and that so i i do like some out of the box pods and it sounds like ray's got next is going to be an amazing addition to the network and to your life which i think you're going to find very fulfilling i love scrolling tiktok and finding you up there just out of the blue i'm like this is great and it just it just goes to prove that the, the algorithm is working on positivity and i can't uh, thank you enough for being that guy and also making the time for this little show so thank you very much my friend i appreciate it brother thank you for having me that's Ray Rapp. That is Dude Did Build a Story People podcast for another week on the Cryer Media Network, everybody. Make sure you check out Ray everywhere and all the places. And we'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. 
Kits. I'm your eager beaver. And I'm Mr. Grizzly. If you love politics or hate politics, then have we, we the perfect, perfect podcast for you. The True North Eager Beaver. Incisive political commentary. We keep you up to date and give you the political and media literacy you seek. To help you cut through the bovine fecal matter. Facts first. Sound analysis. Sometimes I growl. Sometimes I sass. We impart civics and build community. And we share some laughs along the way. Being informed and engaged has never been more fabulous. Or sexy. Catch us on the Dean Blundell Network. Or on our YouTube channel. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Because democracy is something you do.